Uncover from CBC Podcasts is your source for exceptional storytelling and groundbreaking journalism. Unveil the shocking secrets of one of Canada's most prolific fashion moguls. He far exceeds Jeffrey Epstein. He far exceeds Bill Cosby. And dive into the unsolved murders of two Canadian billionaires. This is a perfect storm of conspiracy theory. It's got all the ingredients, none of the answers. With new episodes released weekly, you'll hear the very best in award-winning true crime. Listen to Uncover wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Poisson. There's yet another political firestorm brewing in Alberta. This one centered around Premier Daniel Smith and the release of a leaked phone call between her and a controversial street preacher facing pandemic-related criminal charges. Okay, I'll be um, looking forward to to what you have, uh, what you are able to find out. Yes, I'm very sympathetic. I think this is. It's very frustrating to me that we, here we find ourselves, everybody in, has moved on from from COVID and we're dealing with a bunch of charges. But this is the thing I find very frustrating is that they were, a pol- it was a political decision that initiated this, but it can't be a political decision to end it. That's what I'm finding very frustrating about the whole thing. Smith's opponents are accusing her of judicial interference. She denies that she or anyone in her office engaged in any inappropriate conduct regarding COVID prosecutions. Meanwhile, Smith is set to face the province's voters for the first time since replacing Jason Kenney in less than two months now. So today, my colleague in Calgary, Jason Markasoff, is with us to talk about the leaked call and the political implications in the lead up to this hotly contested Alberta election. Jason, hey, it's been a while. It's so good to have you back. Hello again, Jamie. Hello. So before we get into the call at the center of this controversy, let's go back to Danielle Smith's campaign and the early days of her premiership. Because she she pledged to do some things that will become really quite relevant to the story, right? So let's remember why it was, or one of the main reasons for Jason Kenney being ousted by United Conservative uh, members And a lot of them were really ticked off at his COVID restrictions. Not that they were too lenient, but that they were too hard, that Mm -hmm. it was a huge affront to civil liberties. So that was one of the animating uh, factors in UCP members pushing him out. Enter Danielle Smith. She comes in as a champion of those individuals that Mm -hmm. uh, were offended by COVID restrictions, um, by those who face charges, like some small businesses, some small restaurants, some churches uh, who firmly defied the COVID uh, rules and were actually given public health charges or other, uh, provincial, face other provincial offenses for violating them. And during the campaign, in fact, on the first day of her campaign, she said she would grant them amnesty. We never used to have uh, pastors fearing that they were going to be arrested. We never had business owners fearing that they were going to be arrested. So we made bad political decisions that I think were over-enforced. And I I think it's uh, completely legitimate to offer amnesty when uh, the government has clearly made a mistake. We we shouldn't have been... And go on an apology tour, apologizing um, to everybody who was 
impacted or affected by COVID restrictions. Um, I think there's a lot of people feeling that no one's taken any accountability for the harms that have been caused, whether it's pastors who were put in prison or whether it was businesses that were shut down or there's people who lost their jobs or whether it's families that got torn apart. And so I'm prepared to, to, to go around the province and po- apologize on behalf of the government and to, to try to find a way that we can make some amends. And that, that Even though at the time it was very confusing because amnesty is not a thing that we hear premiers granting, this was something that she was promising and uh, it, that promise served her very well politically uh, in helping her win the leadership race. Right. And so she wins leadership race. She becomes premier. And then in January of this year, she gets a call from someone who probably was hoping that she would make good on those pledges to to grant amnesty to help people who got COVID related charges. And who is that person? That's right. His name is Artur Polowski. He is a pastor at a small church. He's also uh, best known as a street preacher in Calgary. We have been robbed attacked, hurt, and enslaved by the very people that swore to take care of us. The time has come for just for the Justin Trudeaus, Jason Kenney's, Johns Horgans, Heather Stefanonsons, Doug Ford, and the rest of the pile of snakes, vipers, and scorpions to resign. You know, basically he, he would uh, set up a barbecue, give uh, cooks some hot dogs for uh, mostly homeless people, and uh, proselytize sometimes with the megaphone, uh, or quite loudly, um, to uh, you know tell them the gospel. I guess it was. I'm Jewish. I don't know these things too granularly. Yeah, the gospel sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, learn something every day. Uh, but he has uh, he has had many run-ins with the police over the years, including in the last few years. He was one of the individuals who was accused of. Uh, holding church services in defiance of COVID rules, um, not wear, you know, no masking, no social distancing, no capacity limits. Uh, he was charged uh, for that. Those charges were stayed. But the charges he was facing in January when he spoke to Premier Daniel Smith were something quite different. He was down at the Coots blockade giving a uh, speech to uh, the protesters down there at the, the Montana border kind of the second biggest uh, convoy uh, protest after Mm -hmm. Ottawa. There's a price attached to freedom. How do you think the first war ended? Millions had to die. And that's the price that we have to be willing to pay if our children are going to have a free and democratic society. This is our time. And if this is our Alamo, so be it. And uh, what he said was uh, so fiery that... uh, he was charged with criminal mischief after that speech and with, uh, with violating this provincial law that uh, Jason Kenney, incidentally, had put in, uh, the Criminal Infrastructure Defense Act. So he was facing two charges in February uh, when uh, this third party, actually this guy who uh, was running at the time a separatist organization, an Alberta separatist organization, um, set up this phone call between this Palowski fellow and uh, Premier Daniel Smith. Carter, nice to talk with you. I'm not sure if you've ever had a chance to talk before, but I've been watching your public advocacy for many years, so it's nice to connect with you. An unusual uh, trio of people to come together on a phone call, but uh, unusual is uh, the watchword for Alberta politics these days. (laughs) Okay, so this phone call was leaked, obviously. This is why we're having this conversation. And what was discussed on the call that is now causing such a firestorm in Alberta? 
So one of the other interesting things about this whole thing is that he, at the time, up until recently, was actually the leader of an opposition party, a small fringe rival party. And he was telling her in this call, I am still on house arrest, facing oh, 10, 10 and a half years of imprisonment for my speech in Kuds. And of course, that's very concerning to me. Um, because I came to a conclusion that I don't think I have an option except to start swinging your way uh, because of the promises that were never fulfilled. And what they what means by promising is squashing the charges that he had faced. Mm-hmm. Um, that Pulaski he was, had faced. That yeah. Pulaski had faced, that he was pro-amnesty and he had, you know, he and others had listened to her very carefully talking about amnesty um, Danielle Smith says she has learned to her great disappointment that she cannot grant amnesty. She thought that she had that power like the U.S. presidents or U.S. governors. Um, but she learned after becoming premier um, that she can't. It's unfortunate that I, uh, I didn't understand the limitations. I thought we probably had the same power of clemency that they did in the U.S. Um, but she said she is going to ask what she can ask of uh, justice officials. Once the process is underway, I can ask our prosecutors, is there a reasonable likelihood of conviction? And is it in the public interest? And I assure you, I have asked them that almost weekly, ever since I got started here. Um, She said she has been critical. She has expressed dissatisfaction with some of their tactics, uh, like how they release documents that causes headaches for defendants. Um, She said Expressed that she was dissatisfied with some of their tactics and has expressed that to them. I think the issue is that once the ball is rolling, these Crown prosecutors seem to be very independent and we can only ask the two questions as I mentioned of you. So I, I doubt very much that this is being driven by the Minister, but I have also raised it with the Deputy Minister and let him know by dissatisfaction with the tactics. So um, can you just leave this with me and I will make that request one more time. And uh, she expressed sympathy for him. She did say that she cannot uh, grant amnesty. What she can, what she's allowed to do under the, uh, the guidelines and rules is ask two questions of Alberta justice officials. Those are, does this case have a reasonable likelihood of conviction? One. And two, is this case in the public interest? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she says she has asked those questions on an almost weekly basis. We just have these conventions in our system. So I'm, I am trying to stay within the lines of asking them the appropriate questions. And the further we get away from from uh, the original decisions, the harder it is, in my opinion, to make the case that this is in the public interest or that there's a reasonable likelihood of uh, conviction. Tell me what the big deal is with this call. What has many people kind of raising eyebrows here? There are a few things. There, One is he's a fringe political figure. He's a very controversial figure. If you know Art Pulowski's name in Calgary, odds are you know it because of some of the controversies or um, legal messes he's gotten into. Um, so the idea of associating with somebody like that is one thing. Um, the idea of associating with somebody who is facing criminal trial... Um, and you are premier talking to him. There's a whole question about the appropriateness of that. 
And then there is the question, and it's a, a surprisingly familiar one the last decade or so in Canadian politics, of judicial interference, politicians meddling with the process of the justice system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there are not necessarily clear lines about what amounts to uh, political interference or judicial interference. As we discuss in these cases, uh, there are often uh, gray lines. But one of the things that has really uh, drawn people's concern in this is how she talks about it, how she was talking about this in January, where she has said, I've been talking to my prosecutors on an almost weekly basis. Right. Even Premier Danielle Smith has acknowledged that it is not appropriate for politicians or political staff to talk directly to prosecutors about these cases. Um, what she has uh, since said, and she admits she used imprecise language, uh, is that she was actually referring to her justice minister right. and the deputy justice minister, the head of the justice Yeah, not like a not, prosecutor. Yeah. Not direct crown prosecutors who are going to be going to uh, court and uh, prosecuting. Does that make a difference when we're talking about, like, appropriateness here? Danielle Smith herself has acknowledged that talking to prosecutors would be crossing the line. Yeah. Um, a politician will speak to the head of the Alberta Justice Department and the justice minister on a regular basis. Where things get gray is whether it is appropriate to ask the same question uh, to the same individuals on a continuing basis when the answer you know, notionally shouldn't change. And the individual is the premier, you know, mm -hmm. overseeing the Justice Department, overseeing the justice system, overseeing the budgeting system and so much else um, that affects the, uh, the administration of justice. So there are a lot of gray lines there. There's a lot of uh, controversy. The political opposition, the NDP, are certainly, um, you know, very, very frustrated with this and, uh, you know, trying to aggressively uh, pursue this, demanding a judicial review, an independent investigation, making complaints to the ethics commissioner. This has far-reaching consequences. Albertans deserve transparency. They deserve accountability. Danielle Smith has to come clean. She has to appoint an independent judicial investigation to clear the air for Albertans before the next election. You know, and certainly in the world of experts, there's a lot of question of whether this crosses lines as well. Yeah. I just want to be clear here. Um, this isn't the first time, uh, this story isn't the first time that Smith has encountered counter criticisms or scrutiny about her interactions around COVID prosecutions, right? Just for people who might not have been following uh, Alberta politics very closely in the last couple months. That's correct. This is uh, not um, an island of a story, as it were. As as I've said, she was uh, talking about amnesty joining the UCP leadership. I'm getting some legal advice on who we might be able to issue pardons for, but the the things that come to top of mind for me are people who um, got arrested as pastors, people who got arrested for not or got given fines for not wearing masks. These are not things that are normal to to get fines and uh, and and. Um, and get prosecuted for. So I'm going to look into the range of, of outstanding fines that there still are and to uh, get some, some legal advice on which ones we're able to cancel and provide amnesty for. She later said that she could not provide amnesty. And then in January, the CBC did report that the Premier's office staff, somebody in the Premier's office had contacted the Crown Prosecution Service to ask particular questions about a particular case related to the Coots blockade 
and there were concerns about the appropriateness of that. Further to that, uh, there was another story uh, that my colleagues, Lise von Scheele, Janet French, and Megan Grant had written about the levels of pressure and the inappropriateness that people uh, within uh, the government found that her, um, uh, the premier and her staff uh, were applying to on these cases. Yeah. Um, so this concern um, did not come out of nowhere. Uh, what is striking about the Pulowski tape is that you can hear her in real time discussing this with somebody who's about to face trial on criminal charges. Mm-hmm. And let's mm-hmm. one other thing I should I should make the distinction because I think this is important and it sometimes gets lost in all this process is that Danielle Smith has been critical of COVID charges, masking rules, vaccination mandates, um, social distancing, has found those unfair. The charges that Pawlowski uh, was facing uh, in a trial shortly after this phone call had nothing to do with those. Because I don't think Daniel Smith has squabbles with the idea of criminal mischief or the idea of uh, the Criminal Infrastructure Defense Act, basically this law that Jason Kenney put in place that levies penalties against you if you, in protest, uh, obstruct critical piece of infrastructure for the economy, like pipelines, borders, railway, Uh highways. uh Um, Daniel Smith, through nothing we've heard, is actually critical of any of those those policies. And yet, here she is uh, expressing sympathy. Yeah, that's an interesting distinction to hear. I I feel like it's... uh uh, probably a good time. I just want to note here, since we're talking about uh, um, the the current reporting on this and previous reporting on the story, that Danielle Smith has consistently denied that she or her, her office engaged in any inappropriate conduct regarding COVID prosecutions. And she is now threatening threatening legal action against the CBC. She wants the CBC to apologize for and to retract its reporting. The CBC says it stands by it's reporting. Hi, I'm Willa Paskin, the host of Decoder Ring, Slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries. On Decoder Ring, we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight. Like, why has slow dancing gone out of style? And when did we all become obsessed with hydration? And where did the word mullet you know, to describe a hairstyle, come from. That's Decodering, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by the New York Times. Listen to new episodes every two weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one. The NDP is is very much on top of this. They're calling for uh, a review, an independent review. But what, what's the reaction to the story more generally in the province been like? It's become a major topic of discussion. Uh, of course, we have the election coming up in uh, less than two months now on May 29th. So we're about to head into a, an election campaign. Uh, as you said, the NDP is having uh, is trying to hit this uh, in various ways. You know, there are some people who sometimes question if this has compromised um, some of these trials, some of these uh, ongoing criminal or crown prosecutions. Um, no, none of these have been stayed or had any seeming impact at this point. But uh, the the risk hangs in the air in a couple of ways. Uh, one, that uh, there you know there are some implications uh, for the justice system, or um, that more will come out. Um, that there will be more evidence, more allegations. The CBC and certainly other journalists uh, in this province continue to report and look into these uh, these matters. 
And, uh-huh. you know, there's still uh, you know, Daniel Smith. This is an issue that has really animated Daniel Smith. We know that. Um, this is an issue that is near and dear to her heart. And uh, there are those out there to whom she had talked about granting amnesty or fighting for them. Um, and there are those out there who want to see her deliver on those, as Art Pulaski's call clearly states. Yeah. And just uh, correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding is that this election is tight, right? Like the polls are super tight right now. And and how do you think Smith feels about this issue kind of coming back up in the media? Is it good? Is it bad? I think there, is really my question. Within, there's a base within the party that uh, is still animated by COVID issues, is still um, furious about it, you know, wants to never go back and likes that Danielle Smith promises never to lock down and never to uh, apply restrictions. Uh, again, and are rooting for her to do what she can to basically see the end of these uh, prosecutions. Um, thinks that that there is political prisoners. There, there is that group, um, but that is not the majority of the province. The majority of Alberta polls have repeatedly shown supported vaccine rules, like vaccine passports, supported social distancing, um, did not support the uh, the convoy in Coots or Ottawa. Um, so these are not. Uh, you know, majority issues that she has appealed to. And the party does not intend to run its campaign on those issues. They are looking to economy, affordability, crime, healthcare, education, kind of your bread and butter basic mainstream broadly appealing issues. Um, The NDP will try to make this stick to her. And I think, you know, as I watch more politics, I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that this issue probably won't have profound impact on the election because no single issue has such profound impact on the election. We saw that Justin Trudeau um, certainly survived the SNC-Lavalin saga from a couple years ago. But what happens uh, with controversies like this is it accumulates. Um, It adds to what people's perception may be of Danielle Smith, that she would be on the phone one-on-one giving uh, minutes of a premier's busy schedule to uh, talk to this quite controversial, notorious uh, street preacher figure, Art Pulowski, who is facing criminal trial, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, she will do what she can, do the utmost she can uh, within the laws, as she, the rules as she understands them to ask questions of justice officials. So those sort of things, those sort of perceptions, those uh, pieces of data will accumulate and uh, help form people's perception of uh, the leadership that Danielle Smith brings forth. All right. Jason, always such a pleasure. I have a feeling we're going to be talking to you again pretty soon uh, as this election kind of gets, gets up and running. Thanks a lot. Always enjoy Alberta Splaining. That's all for today. I'm Jamie Poisson. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.